Hey everybody, welcome to The X Report. I'm Raven X, and today we are giving our instant reactions to the first round of the NFL Draft. What will be happening is I'm gonna go through each of the first 32 picks and giving my draft grades and thoughts. But before we get that kicked off, please be sure to check out TheXReport.net. I repeat, TheXReport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled the X report. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get this bad boy started. Starting with number one, first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Not really a surprise here. Um, I'll give it an A minus. Reason being, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is one of the most decorated and hyped up quarterback prospects we have ever seen. And I think that the good thing about Jacksonville is they are going to try to do things to make sure he has success, make sure that he's comfortable, and make sure he has talented players around him, which we will get to a, a bit later with our second first first round pick but overall I do like the move like I said it's not really a surprise so a minus moving on to number two the New York Jets selecting Zach Wilson out of BYU this move once again not really a surprise I think that Zach Wilson is a good player he's definitely less turnover prone than Sam Darnold or at least comparing the two's college careers so overall i give this a b plus reason why i can't really give it an a is just because the main question is will the jets be able to put forth the resources to help get him some offensive weapons help add to his run game help fix his offensive line they made a nice move um in the first round uh but also still there's just a lot more work to be done on the jets before i can see them as a contender but for right now i like the move so far b plus all right, moving on to the third overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers taking quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. This really came down to, will it be Trey Lance or Mac Jones? And in the end, Trey Lance won. I know a lot of people are making remarks about his inexperience. Is he going to be able to handle a higher level of competition? Well, he'll get that higher level of competition now that he's in the NFL. Personally, do I think that Trey Lance is the third best quarterback of this class? No. I still prefer Justin Fields to both him and Zach Wilson. But I can understand why the 49ers see tools in him that they would like to hone in on. But still, I you look at the third overall pick and you're thinking this is someone who is going to have an instantaneous impact. Do you trust Trey Lance to get their teeth to the franchise this early? We'll see. So with that being said, I give it a B minus. Fourth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons took tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. This is a pick that I pretty much thought was going to happen. I said that in my final mock draft, and it did. I mean, biggest reason being, if they really do go ahead to trade Julio, this would be a great way to at least bring in another weapon to help make your offense still stay competent. Of course, he's not Julio, but it's still a good move. I give this an A. I mean, it's simplistic. You take the best offensive player available on most people's draft boards, and you just go with it. I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen with the Falcons a year from now. Will Matt Ryan still be the guy? Will they be in the quarterback market? Who knows? But at the very least, they're going to keep their offense high octane and be able to compete with the other stout offenses in the NFC South. So like I said, I give it an A. Moving on to the fifth overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. I'm, I'm pre- This move for me is bittersweet because on the one hand, I love Joe Burrow. I mean, it's no secret I'm a huge LSU fan, so I want to see Joe Burrow be successful. Problem is, he has to be able to be upright to be successful. So on the one hand, I would have loved him taking an offensive tackle here, but on the other, 
being able to see him reunited with Jamar Chase and be able to really create a dynamic duo that translates from college football to the NFL, that's going to be so much fun to watch. So that is why I give this move a B plus which definitely could elevate to an A after the season. But for right now, it's a B plus just because I have to see what the Bengals are going to try to do to bring in more protection. But all in all, I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, that's going to be a really fun duo to watch. All they got to do now is trying to find a way to get uh, Justin Jefferson there and trade for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then they really got it going on. But all right, sixth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins selected wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. I mean, there are a lot of talks about um, – the Dolphins being a fan of Waddle, even more so than Jamar Chase. So it really came down to Waddle or uh, Panay Suel. And it's looking like Jalen Waddle was the selection here. I like the move in terms of getting another weapon, especially if Jalen Waddle is healthy. He's a blazer. I mean, yards after catch is definitely his expertise. And I think that if he can perform that same way with Miami, they'll really have a nice weapon, especially pairing him with the likes of Will Fuller, who is also a blazer, and Devontae Parker, who provides some size. Overall, I give this move a solid B. I think that it could work out pretty well, and I think that it should open up the passing game for Tua. Seventh overall pick, the Detroit Lions decide to stay in Pat, and they took offensive tackle Panay Sewell out of Oregon. It's not the sexiest pick. I mean, the Lions are a team that have a lot of needs. However, you have to keep Jared Goff upright. You Not only have you traded him, but you traded him, and he's on a really big contract. If you're going to trust him to be the guy for at least the foreseeable future, get him some protection. Do they need weapons? Absolutely. But you still have the rest of the draft to make that happen. So uh, is a pretty solid, easy pick. Give that a nice A. Moving on to number eight, the Carolina Panthers selecting cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. While I really like the position, I think that the Panthers have ignored cornerback for far too long. Do I love it being J.C. Horn? Not necessarily. I think that J.C. Horn has a lot of potential. He had a great um, draft season in terms of just pro days and additional workouts with teams. He looked really good, which is really what helped him to get his name higher than maybe even a Patrick Sertan and a Caleb Farley who's been dealing with injuries. But do I think that his game instantaneously translates to the pro level not necessarily but he still is an upgrade over what the Panthers presently had I give this a B minus but like I said JC Horn could prove me wrong and this could wind up being a really good move for them going to the ninth overall pick the Denver Broncos selecting cornerback Patrick Sertan the second out of Alabama I think that this move is a good move I mean if you look at their roster right now, you may question why do they need a corner. They just got Ronald Darby as well as Kyle Fuller, uh, Noah, I'm not going to try to butcher his last name, but Noah I, who they drafted last year, had a solid year as well. Why get a corner? Well, because the first two are on short-term deals. They're older. Ronald Darby, unfortunately, is injury-prone. You have to be able to have some insurance, and Patrick Sartan can be that. I think that he can wind up being their cornerback of the future, and he can pair really well with the current cornerbacks that they have on the roster. I like this move a lot. I know that a lot of talk was about quarterback position, and don't get me wrong, the Broncos still could be in play for one, but I give this move move a solid A minus. All right, moving on to the 10th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles traded up with division rival Dallas Cowboys to take wide receiver Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Let's be honest, if the Eagles weren't going to get a top-notch cornerback, I think it was clear that they needed to get 
a wide receiver and it is safe to say that they got the best wide receiver available i mean it's how often is it that a wide receiver actually wins the Heisman, especially at 166 pounds? It does not happen. But Devontae Smith had a tremendous year at Alabama. He provided a great offensive asset, even when Jalen Waddle went down. The questions about his size, I think, are relative. And I think that they do make some sense. But I feel like he'll probably bulk up some when he gets to Philly. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Overall, I give this move a B. Definitely a much better wide receiver choice than when they got Jalen Rager last Last year over Justin Jefferson and no I will never let them live that down moving on to the 11th overall pick the Chicago Bears traded up with the New York Giants to take quarterback Justin Justin Fields out of Ohio State I know that they're saying that Andy Dalton is their starter for right now and honestly I would not be surprised if Justin Fields sat for at least the first few games of the season reason being sure Chicago fans are going to want to move on but Push comes to shove. I think that Justin Fields will be better suited to sit back and learn. I don't think that throwing him into the fire would be the most helpful situation. And I'm not saying Andy Dalton is a great mentor or anything, but he could still learn some things from Andy or at the very least learn what not to do. But I give this move an A. I mean, the last time the Bears were really in the quarterback market a few years ago, they had the conversation of Mitchell Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and they went Mitchell Trubisky. Looking back, no one would ever make that decision again, and I think that when it comes to quarterbacks Justin Fields has potential to be the best of this group and so I think it's definitely a great move for the Bears to move up 12th overall pick the Dallas Cowboys who like I said had switched spots with the New York Giants took linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State I give this an A plus I think that Micah Parsons in my opinion was the best defensive player of this class year he had his off the field concerns but I think that he really was able to navigate through those and get those taken care of and so now he's all ball just watching that man perform it has been a delight especially when I covered the Cotton Bowl where uh, Memphis played Penn State he was literally all over the field he can essentially do no wrong when it comes to being a football player. I think that the Dallas Cowboys could really use that. Their linebacking core have been plagued by injuries with Sean Lee and Lane Vander Esk. And so now with Sean Lee retiring, I think that Micah Parsons can step in and really provide a nice boost to the second level of their defense. Still have a lot of work to do, but this is a great start. Moving on to the 13th overall pick, the Los Angeles Chargers to like offensive tackle Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. I give this move an A. I mean, if you looked at my past mock drafts, I've consistently given the Chargers offensive linemen because they need one. Justin Herbert is a quarterback of your future, so that takes off a lot of pressure. But now you got to keep the pressure off of him. Be able to find someone who can protect his blind side, give him much-needed protection. Rayshon Slater at this point is the best offensive tackle available. Smart move. Moving on to the 14th overall pick, the New York Jets traded up with the Minnesota Vikings to take Offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. This move is only kind of surprising just because of how far up the Jets traded up. But they did need to add more to their offensive line. And Elijah Vera Tucker is the most versatile offensive lineman of this year's class. I do think that at his best, he could be a perennial right tackle. At worst, he can be a really solid guard. I mean, just his ability to move all across the line will really help out the Jets. It's showing that they do want to get protection for Zach Wilson. They want to keep him upright, and I think that that is a smart way to go. I give it a B. You could make an argument they could have gotten a more substantial or at least um, ex 
experienced offensive tackle if you look at the likes of um, Christian Derisaw or maybe a Tevin Jenkins. But I do still like this move just for Elijah Vera Tucker's versatility. Moving on to the 15th overall pick, the New England Patriots select quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama. I mean... A lot of people were talking about the slide of Mac Jones, but honestly, if it wasn't going to be the 49ers at three, I didn't expect him to go top 10. Um, I mean, even though there are teams that need a quarterback, if it came down to the question of Justin Fields or Mac Jones, I think that a lot of teams would go with Justin Fields, and it shows. Mac Jones is the prototypical quarterback for the Patriots. He is what their quarterbacks essentially are. And I think that even though Bill Belichick came out and said that Cam is the starter, I'm not holding my breath. Don't hold your breath. I mean, coaches say all the time, oh, such and such is my starter, but then – OTAs get started, preseason gets started. It's a completely different story. I think that Mac Jones, if he puts together a strong offseason, he is going to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots fairly early on. And so because of that, I give this move a nice B. Moving on to the 16th overall pick, one of the more surprising picks of the round. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals selected linebacker Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, uh, reigning Bernardic def- uh, Trophy winner. I like Zayvon Collins a lot. I love his versatility. I love his ability to defend the pass. I think that he is one of the more underrated defensive players of this class. With that being said, at 16, this seems... Not gonna lie. It seems like a bit of a reach. Yes, he's a Swiss Army Knife, and I do like what he brings to the table, but it's still like... I understand that they there weren't really any cornerbacks available. I understand that wide receiver also was not a position that they really wanted to reach for. But, I mean, there were other linebackers who could have joined the Cardinals and I think would have been a better fit. I mean, I'm not saying he's similar to the likes of uh, Isaiah Simmons, who is much more versatile but in a different way. But it's just an interesting selection. Right now, I'm going to give it a B- minus because I do like that the Cardinals are adding to their defense. I like that they're prioritizing making their defense better. My only question is, was this the right way to go? All right, moving on to the 17th overall pick, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, who took offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. I'm not going to lie to you. I give this a C+. Yes, I have been one of the biggest supporters of the Raiders going offensive line. I mean, you three lose three offensive linemen. You have to be able to get some protection for Derek Carr. But on the other hand, Alex Leatherwood has been kind of a mixed bag during his time at Alabama. I mean, not to say he's been mostly bad or anything, but he's he was not necessarily the standout that he was projected to be a couple of years ago. He's had some bad games. And sure, offensive linemen, those rankings and things can change once they hit the NFL but in terms of who else was available I don't necessarily love this pick but I mean the Raiders drafts have been the Raiders drafts so like I said I give this move a C plus all right moving on to 18th overall pick we have our first edge rusher off of the board the Miami Dolphins select defensive end Jalen Phillips from Miami the reason why I like this pick and I'm giving it a B plus is because Jalen Phillips when he was healthy was a really really good player I mean he had his best year this past year in Miami I mean he showcased that why he was one of the top recruits of the 2017 class so if in the 
Comparing all of those things, I think that it is a great move. Plus, they need more edge rush. Yeah, they traded Shaq Lawson, but Shaq Lawson wasn't necessarily that effective when he was there to begin with. I think that putting him on that defensive line is really going to help make this Dolphins team stronger. I think it's going to make them an interesting group to watch as well as hopefully bring in some pressure. So if Jalen Phillips is healthy, I think it can be a really nice uh, decision as well as potentially a steal. Moving on to the 19th overall pick, we have the Washington football team selecting linebacker Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. I think that the question really came down to they want to add more to their defense, which we already know is good, or they get a left tackle. And they answered the question by getting Jamin Davis. I like Davis um, in terms of linebacker ratings do I love him as much as other people no but I do think that he's an instant plug-and-play player I think that he comes in and he can be the center of their um, middle linebacker I think that he can be a really good player um especially because everything that's happening up front I mean he won't be asked to do too too much except you know in case some plays make it off to the second level make those plays make those tackles and he is a great tackler so I give this move a b minus I don't think it's anything flash or anything but it does fill a need and I think that it'll help out the Washington football team in the long run. Moving on to the 20th overall pick. Like I said, the Giants traded back with the Chicago Bears. And they took wide receiver Kadarius Toney out of Florida. While I'm not necessarily surprised they took a wide receiver. And I'm not necessarily surprised they took Kadarius Toney either. I mean, Toney is a very explosive player. I mean, comparable to the likes of a Percy Harvin, who when he was healthy and he had his head on straight, he did just about everything on the field. And Kadarius Toney can do that same thing. I'm interested to see how things are going to shape out now with their wide receiver group. But we, at the very least, the Giants have gotten explosive. They signed Kenny Galladay to a nice size extension. They're getting Saquon Barkley back. Uh, Sterling Shepard is a fine slot receiver. And they even have Darius Slayton, who can be a nice uh, deep threat for them. So with that being said, I'm interested to see what the Giants or offense will look like. I think that if anything else fails, it's going to be that Daniel Jones has no excuses. He has to perform this year. He has to produce. And if he does not do that, then well, it just shows them what they need to focus in the 2022 draft. But yeah, I give this move a B minus. I'm on to a 21st overall pick. The Indianapolis Colts selected defensive end Kawhi Pay from Michigan. I like this move. I give this a B plus. I mean, we talked about it a lot on the show, but the defensive end class is so-so. You know, it's no real consensus top guy, but there are also guys who could turn out to be really good in the long run. I think Kawhi Pay is one of those guys too. I mean, you put him on the defensive line, I think that he can really provide some pressure. That is losing a player like Justin Houston, who even though he's a bit long in the tooth, he still was able to produce. I'm excited to see what he can do alongside um, DeForest Buckner on that defensive line. I think he can really make things happen for the Colts. I'm interested to see how the rest of their draft plays out, especially because right now they could be the favorites for the AFC South. But speaking of AFC South, let's talk about one of their division rivals, the Tennessee Titans, who at the 22nd overall pick selected cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. For me, this is an A+. I love this pick. It's one of my favorites of the draft. Reason being, Caleb Farley, in my opinion, when he's healthy, is the best cornerback of the class. Unlike most of the other 
cornerbacks or at least the ones taken before him. He has great ball skills. He can force turnovers. He is a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball, and the Tennessee Titans need that. Malcolm Butler is gone. Adore Jackson is gone. They signed Janoris Jenkins, but he's a bit long in the tooth. Christian Fulton, who I love out of LSU, he's just entering his second year and had injuries last year, which kind of stunted his growth. So now they get a corner who can step in and when healthy can become their number one guy who can really affect change on that back end. I think that it is a great move. And like I said, if ten- he is healthy, Tennessee got a tremendous player, which gives them an A+. Moving on to the 23rd overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings selected offensive tackle Christian Derrissaw out of Virginia Tech. Good, safe move. You can make an argument that they could have got defensive line, but they needed a left tackle. Riley Reef is gone, needs to replace him. Derrissaw, I like it. I think that he can be a plug-and-play player. Start from week one, become a really good friend of uh, – Ooh, my brain went blank. Kirk Cousins. Be a good friend of Kirk Cousins. Keep him upright. Hopefully create more opportunities for him since he will have more time to throw. I like the move. I give it a B. Moving on to the 24th overall pick, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting running back Najee Harris out of Alabama. This was a move that if you looked at my earlier mocks, I had pretty much pegged, but then so much had changed for the Steelers roster that I had them going offensive line in my final mock draft. But getting Najee Harris was a great move for the Steelers. I give this an A. Reason being, well, A minus, I'm sorry. But reason being is because Najee Harris is an explosive guy. He's a guy who can do so much out of the backfield. He's a great receiver. He's a great runner. He's patient. He can especially make plays downfield. He's not an easy guy to bring down. I think that with all that being said, Najee Harris is a guy who I think can help take the Steelers' offense to another level. This is potentially your last year of Big Ben. And sure, you may still need offensive line. Sure, your receivers are a bit frustrating. But at least you get him a great run game that can take some pressure off of him and allow him to create more plays in the passing game. Like I said, A-, minus, good move by the Steelers. Moving to the 25th overall pick for the first time and who knows how long they have been back-to-back running backs taken. In this case, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson, who, as we all know, is teammates with Trevor Lawrence. This move, on the one hand, I like because it's a reunion and we know how good of a duo that Etienne and Lawrence are. But then it begs the question, what about James Robinson? James Robinson was great last year. He was the best offensive player for the Jags and had a really strong argument for being the best player for the Jags last year. So where does that leave him? But if you think that Travis Etienne can give you more than James Robinson is, then you'd make the move. Right now, I'd give it a C plus. I think that I just I'm interested to see how it'll play out. I really liked what James Robinson did, and I think that he has a game that can really make him a productive back at, with years to come. With Travis Etienne, I think that he is a bit better in other ways in terms of being a receiver out of the backfield. But, I mean, teams are going running back by committee all the time, so who's to say that the two can't work together? But for right now, I'm giving this a C+. Moving on to a 26th overall pick, the Cleveland Browns selected Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. I give this move a B-. minus. Did the Browns need need a cornerback? Absolutely. Was this the necessary best way to go? It depends on who you ask. I think that personally, I would have went JOK um, at this pick, which, I mean, he still technically is available. So if a team wants to trade up, but 
Greg Newsom is a fine cornerback. He is feisty. He is a dog. But something that the Browns defense struggles with is creating turnovers. And he was not known for creating turnovers. And throughout his career at Northwestern, he had one pick. And is he much more of an upgrade over what you already have? Comparing a healthy, greedy Williams to Greg Newsom, are they really much of a difference in player? If anything, I would take a healthier, greedy. And then are you going to say that he's better than Greg Ward? I mean, Denzel Ward? I wouldn't. So I think that it can be a nice move. They definitely need cornerback depth, but I don't necessarily love this pick, especially considering the other options that were available. Like I said, I give this a B minus. All right, moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, who with the 27th overall pick to pick, pick oh gosh, took wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. This move, I give it a nice B plus. I mean, as a Ravens fan, of course, I was heavily invested in this pick, and I said, as long as we get a receiver, I was cool with either Rashad Bateman or Terrace Marshall. If it was Terrace Marshall, I would have gave it an A minus. Reason being, more production. I think that, and he he's had more production. I think he has a wider skill set. I think he has more of that ability that translates to being a wide receiver one. Whereas Rashad Bateman did have production. He's definitely better on the outside than on the inside, but it's nice to see that he has that versatility. He may be six foot, but he plays a lot better, has nice hands. So that's why I give this a B plus. I think that it is a nice move. I think that Baltimore is just trying to load up on quality guys and being able to ensure that their receiving core is better than it was a year ago. I think that this move does do that. So B plus. Moving on to the 28th overall pick, the New Orleans Saints, who are a team rumored to want to trade up, stay packed to defensive end Peyton Turner out of Houston. I did this move a C plus. While I understand the need to add a defensive lineman, it does beg the question, you just picked up Marcus Davenport's fifth-year option. Clearly, you want to see more from him before moving on. But then it begs the question, what is Peyton Turner going to do? Because we know he's not going to take Cam Jordan's spot. Are they thinking about maybe moving him to defensive, I mean, outside linebacker? Are they going to try to rotate him and Davenport in? It's a pretty confusing move. Not to mention, I think that the Saints needed a corner well, way more than they need the defensive end. So that also is worth mentioning. But when push comes to shove, I do think that it was a decent enough option. I can understand their reasoning behind it. It's just, it's interesting. I will say that it's very interesting. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers at the 29th overall pick who selected cornerback Eric Stokes from Georgia. Do the team, I'm sorry, does the team need a cornerback? Absolutely. But should they have been more focused on making sure that uh, Aaron Rodgers was happy? Oh, that's not even a conversation. And so I think that Aaron Rodgers, especially with all the frustration about his him not getting a new contract, without him not getting any weapons, it is valid. His frustration is valid. And you would think that the Packers would be in a position to want to make him happy. No. <laughs> Instead, they get cornerback Eric Stokes out of Georgia, who I feel for him in the sense of, I feel like he's gonna. He's currently entering a bit of a hailstorm in Green Bay, and so it kind of negates how good he could be. Not personally for him, but I'm just saying like the potential he has is gonna be overshadowed by the saga of Aaron Rodgers versus the front office. So because of that, I give this move a C plus, just because you have to keep your best player happy, and doing this does not make your best player happy. A-Rod has to be the priority. This does not do that. 
All right, moving on to the 30th overall pick, the Buffalo Bills take defensive end Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. I know that there are a lot of questions that come with Rousseau. Sure, he opted out. He was very inexperienced at defensive end. But when he did start, he had 15 and a half sacks. I mean, that is something that is going to be hard to get out of your mind if you're a scout or if you're an evaluator. And I think that's why he did find a way to get drafted in the first round by the Bills. The Bills have solid edge rushers. However, they're a bit long in the tooth. Jerry Hughes is a bit older. Mario Addison is a bit older. Gregory Rousseau can learn from these two guys, hone in on his game, better his skill set, and then could be one of the best young edge rushers in the league. I like Rousseau a lot. Of the edge rushers, he is my favorite, but I don't I don't disagree that he has a lot of questions that come with him. But for right now, I'm going to give them this move an A-. minus. All right, moving on to the 31st overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens selected outside linebacker Odafe Owe. And yes, we typically know him as Jason Owe, um, edge rusher out of Penn State. But um, in his press conferences with the team, he pretty much said that he usually went by Jason, which was his middle name. But now he wants to go by Odafe. And so from now on, he is Odafe. At first, I wasn't necessarily in love with this move considering it's hard to get an edge rusher who has no sacks. You can say what you want about it being a condensed season, blah, 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 but that is a pretty damning thing not to have any um, numbers for. However, I do think that with Baltimore's defense, they're going to find a way to be able to put him in positions to succeed and positions where he will be able to have production. Do I think he's going to become a 10-sack guy? No. Do I think that he's immediately going to come out the gates firing? No. But he is a very athletic prospect. I think that he can be used in a number of ways in Baltimore's defense. So because of that, like I said, I wasn't that high on it at first. I was going to give it a lower grade, but for right now, I will give it a solid B. All right, and so finally, the 32nd overall pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who brought back everybody, so they're sitting pretty, made their pick pretty queasy, quick pretty easily and got outside linebacker Joe Tryon out of Washington. This move isn't that really isn't that much surprising. I mean their front seven is great, but they are getting a bit older. And so because of that, I think that this move makes a lot of sense. Could they have gone in a different direction as far as the player? Yeah, sure. But I mean Joe Tryon seemed like a delightful player in most of his player meetings. And also he's a productive player on the field. So overall I give this move a solid B minus. And that is my uh reaction and grades for the first round of the NFL draft. Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course by the end of the weekend if I can really push it maybe Saturday I'll have a recap of the draft which gives my favorite picks overall draft grades all that good stuff but thank you guys so much for listening please should continue to support check us out thank you and we'll see you all next time